The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. The Saints made a smart decision re-signing Alvin Kamara. Now you can make a smart decision of your own. Sign up to become an annual Saints Happy Hour Fan Club patron and save 5% off the monthly rate. You get access to the Saints Happy Hour daily podcast ad-free. No ads Ever. You get the Saints Happy Hour Booze Bundle, four swag items, amazing. Access to our private Discord channel where you can talk Saints 24-7. What are you waiting for? This offer won't be around forever. Go to SaintsHappyHour.com, sign up, and save 5% today. This is Sean Payton, head coach of the New Orleans Saints. What's with this Saints Happy Cast? This has to be the worst Saints podcast in the world. Ralph can't say anyone's name right. Andrew doesn't know football. Everyone has a hard time listening to Dave. And is Kevin even there tonight? The audio with this podcast, my God, the audio, it's its painful. All right, everybody, welcome to Saints Happy Hour Podcast. The Saints destroyed the Bucks, humiliated Tom Brady, gave him the worst loss in his professional career career it was delightful this is the kind of game that's going to keep you a saints fan forever uh the glow hasn't worn off i consume dave i consume all the media uh today i watched first take i took pto you had the day off yeah i did i I watched florio and sims just double down on their stupid petty uh saints hatred uh bullshit uh it was I mean, they fantastic. went out of their way to defend themselves, right? They went yeah. out of their way to, to defend themselves uh, against all the uh, Saints trash talk, huh? <laughs> well, they're, they're, they're a couple of douchebags. So, I mean, Chris, Chris Sims, like, he's not even good at being a villain. Like, I just want to punch him in the face and be done with it. But the Saints, they did win. And we call that we call that you want a, you, a CD deuce. We call that the old CD deuce. <laughs> if you want to punch him in the face, you, from now on you guys say I want to I want to do some. But I wanted to thank uh, one of our, our Tobin, uh, one of our uh, our over international listeners. He gave us the uh, German version of the Onyemata interception. It's not as good as Shy Tuttle because this is like the German Joe Buck, where he's kind of uh, melancholy about it, but it's still pretty good. Lombowski and Antonio Brown and the ball is abgefangen, interception! I think abgefälscht on the line of scrimmage and then abgefangen, Anjemada fired and there is ja diese Feierzone. Da kommen sie alle zusammen. That dude that smokes Mintz? like is two that packs German a day. It does. That sounds, like, that sounds like Patrick Mahomes, the German <laughs> Kermit the Frog or something. It does. It does. Um... The uh That one's that one's kinda cool. It's got I like the way it kinda like builds up, you know, in the beginning it's like You still get in interception. at least that's in there. And you hear Onyamata. I picked that up. But there's no giggling. There's no giggling. No, there was there was a chuckle there. You didn't hear the chuckle? Yeah, but it wasn't like Yeah, yeah. Well no, that's yeah. 
But it wasn't like that's gonna be hard. That's gonna be hard to top. This game, I want to start with before we get to the media and bag on them. And oh, by the way, this week I, I know I've said it a couple times already this year that it's the greatest hotline week we've ever had. But this week it really <laughs> is. Like the hotline was just it's it's off the rails. You people, <laughs> you people were calling in drunk during the first quarter, declaring victory. It's <laughs> it's it's amazing. Um, well, they weren't wrong. What are you drinking, Ralph? What are you they drinking? Were, they weren't wrong. But, Andrew, I want to start with, before we get to... The Bud Light Lime. He's drinking Bud Light Lime. Just I'm drinking Bud Light Lime. Listen, my shoulder, I am full of pain meds, salon paws, patches. My shoulder slash neck is wrecked. I'm more crippled than usual. Back off. I've been drinking all day. Uh, but, well, Andrew, I want to start here. Trey Hendrickson just... Should have given Bruce Arians the double bird yesterday <laughs> after the three straight sacks. But in the pantheon of great, you mean the, you mean the, just so I'm clear, you're talking about the easiest guy to block on the Saints. That yeah, that guy. <laughs> That's third Got in the it. NFL in sacks now. Yeah. Uh, easiest guy to block, though. I have That's to say not. though, the three straight sacks, even though one of them didn't count, whatever. Like as far as like crazy Saints moments, that's gonna be sneaky. Highly rated and remembered for a while, I think. Like he just to get three straight sacks was was pretty I think freaking. Awesome. It's person. I think it's personal with Arians. You could tell when it when he got the first one, yeah, how pumped he was, and you could tell he was talking mad shit. And yeah. I think I think it's personal with the Bucks. And then he was pissed because it didn't count because of the yeah. penalty. So then he was even angrier. Like, I'm, I'm just gonna go get two more. <laughs> yeah. So he got it. He was I mean, angrier. But why wouldn't it be? Why wouldn't it be personal? I mean, he, it is. It there's no reason why it shouldn't be. I think we just need to call a spade a spade, and and it really what this boils down to is that Donovan Smith is the easiest guy to beat. <laughs> that that's really what's going on here. <laughs> you got a twisted Arians. Yeah. I mean, and Arians, he's wearing the welder mask, and he's wearing the 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 belt instead of. Like a belt, the he's Walkman. wearing it like he's a, got the Walkman. Yeah, he's got the Walkman slash ammo belt, <laughs> um, and he has a tendency to throw people under the bus. Um, yeah, he said, uh, "What did he say today?" He said, "Mike uh, Evans, Mike, Mike Evans." Just so you guys know, Mike Evans was open. We didn't we didn't throw him the ball, but he was definitely open. he was not open. He's he's Marshawn Lattimore's son, and he got sunned yeah. again. Clearly, he wasn't paying attention to his uh, four plays from the one yard line. But Dave, what was more enjoyable? Being able to yes. uh shit all over the media today or the fact mm. that Taysom Hill was good last night and the nerds had to eat it. Eat it, nerds. <laughs> what was what was what was what was the name of the guy in in in, uh, in Revenge of the Nerds, the big guy? Oh, I don't know. Ogre. Or, yeah. Oh yeah, something like that. Yeah, I think that's By the right. way, nerds are a top five Halloween candy. I'm just, I know, I know, I know that's a little, uh, a little late, late to the party on that one. Party. <laughs> Since we're talking nerds, I am a fan. Uh, I'm not gonna, uh, I'm not gonna put up an argument there, uh, Mr. Juch. Um, so which one was better? Um, you know, look, they, yeah, I can enjoy both. I, I can enjoy boy, enjoy both equally i work today i didn't have the day off so i, I didn't necessarily just go down the no, uh, rabbit hole no, uh the twitter saints media rabbit hole all day um get but, up uh, I... first take p 
PFT Live, I consumed it all. I just, it was like straight into my veins. Yeah. Is that is that a white Russian you're drinking, Dave? Uh, no, it's not actually. Uh, it actually is uh, since it's now the uh, the holiday eggnog? season. Yes, this is the first eggnog of the holiday season here. I sprinkled a little uh, cinnamon on top. A little too. cinnamon. Uh, uh, Jordan Greer oh. in the chat said that uh, Hendrickson is like Jeff Charleston. If Jeff, there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Charleston was good. That's actually an amazing comparison. (laughs) Maybe we should start calling Hendrickson good Jeff Charleston. Deluxe Jeff Charleston. Jeff Charleston has a Super Bowl ring. Jeff Charleston plus. Uh, but, um, you know, as far as Taysom Hill, uh, you know, I'm glad he's got over his vertigo. Um, <laughs> but, but uh, uh, you know, it's good to have him back. I, I don't know what, I, I don't know what was keeping him back, you know, the first half of the well, season, but the last two games, he's definitely looked better. He did drop one of the snaps, uh, but obviously he recovered and turned that into a, a positive play. Um, and, uh, I feel like for the most parts, I don't know, most of the national yeah. media took their medicine, I guess a little bit when it came to the saints. Well, the thing that was Other interesting about Taysom Sims. Hill though, Andrew was, you know, you know, I think we, somebody in the, in the discord chat, which become a patron, you get access to the discord. You can t- talk saints 24 seven. Uh, it's amazing. But somebody said, Hey, Against Chicago, it was a lot simpler, and they didn't really ask him to pass. It was just like design runs, power sweeps, and that sort of thing. And against Tampa, on that pass play, Tampa was like, he's not throwing the ball. So they went cover zero, and he threw the pass, completed it to to Cook. Um, So are we more confident in Taysom throwing the ball now? Yeah, he looks better pulling the trigger. I I said – I really think there was, and this is what I think two or three weeks ago, but there there was a, a switch that was flipped there where Sean Payton just said, hey, you know what, let's start scripting some runs. Forget the RPO. Yeah. Forget, you know, the zone read, and we're just going to th- we're just gonna run. We're just going to call a run, you know, and find the hole, hit the hole, and just run. And so they started with that, and he started having some success. And I, I just think that really was all it needed to be with Taysom Hills he just needed to get some successful plays get some momentum going get some confidence and then you can reintroduce the option stuff and so I I just think after he got a 
couple good runs a few weeks ago that kind of ignited and started this uh this rhythm and momentum that he's on and now i I think they could call anything and it's working i mean Um, so he's kind of back to where he was at the end of last year now well dave this offense they were great from the jump and you know they were so dominant on defense which we'll talk about in a minute that the fumble from cook didn't even matter and they just sort of they just sort of kept on rolling, but yeah, as, T- as Tariq says, I mean, we gotta point out that, that uh, Taysom Hill fumbled a snap because it was a bad snap by McCoy. Picked yeah. up the ball off the ground and hit Troutman for forty yards. That that's when you know things are going. It's your night. Yeah, but that's when you know it's your night, Dave. I was surprised at how the Saints just kicked Tampa's front four. They kicked their ass, and Breeze was not touched. I mean, I know they, they hit him a couple times, but he wasn't touched. He did whatever he wanted. To do what they did to this Tampa defense, I figured it would be more like closer to Chicago where it would be – they would score points, but it would be up and down and kind of a slog at times. Dude, it wasn't that way at all. I mean, I would say they looked as good – Sunday on offense as they looked when they played San Francisco last year and lost where they look like the best offense in foot or, or the best offense in the NFC. I'll say that. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, to be honest with you, both sides of the line uh, played great offense and defense. Yeah. Uh, they obviously, they dominated the line of scrimmage on both sides. And when you do that, you're, you've got a damn good chance of winning and things are probably going well. Um, but you know, offensive line, uh, great. What happened with uh, what? Did Ruiz get injured? Some halfway, like it looked like they were rotating him. It they looked were like rotating. they were in a platoon okay. system. It was like and the Chinese the LSU. The it was the like Chinese. the LSU Chinese bandits yeah. rotating. <laughs> well, uh, I think okay. Well, that, that's good because I was worried because I saw Easton go out there and I was worried that something had happened to Ruiz. Yeah. And actually, well, didn't Hendrickson get injured too? Or did we have we gotten any updates about that? No. At all yet? I, I guess it's only Monday, so probably. He, got, he looked like he got a little banged up. I didn't see um, it. Yeah, well, I know Lattimore, they said, needed an IV because uh, he had cramps. Yeah, when he left the game. Yeah. But, um, um, it would be very saintsy if Trey Hendrickson has some oh, injury that puts yeah. him on IR for the rest of the fucking year uh, <laughs> after seven and a half sacks in the first half of the season, but whatever. Uh, I shouldn't yeah. put that out there. I don't want to put that into no. the uh, ether. And also, this is Pennsylvania Dutch uh, eggnog for those wondering. What, what kind uh, of booze did you put? What 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 kind of booze is in the Pennsylvania? It, it comes with the it comes with the booze in it, Ralph. Come on. What what is it though? Is it vodka? Is oh it... Uh, it, oh, it's like five different things. It's like whiskey, rum. All right. So, yeah. but the, the, the Dutch, offense they sh- they know how to make a good eggnog. The wait is finally over. Football is in full effect with many teams strutting their stuff early. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any other place online. Head to Bet Online today and use promo code ARMCHAIR to take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. If Tampa can't, and, and oh, by the way, if, 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 you you and you like the nerd sites like PF, uh, Pro Football Focus, and Football Outsiders. Football Outsiders said that the Saints' win versus Tampa was the most impressive win by any team this decade because they like. No, I thought he said of all century, time. century, 
I it thought was century. It's, yeah, it was this century. century from this 2000 century, to 2020. Sorry. Oh, yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah, the Decatur generals in the Washington capitals, or whatever, you know, the Akron Zips. Right. But yeah. I mean, that to to dominate Tampa like that, uh, Andrew, what do you think teams are going to try to do to the Saints offense going forward to try to stop them? Because people on you know ESPN, the talking heads were like, Arians got out coached. He should have done. Uh, they should have played man-to-man. You can't play zone against Breeze. You get cut up. But my th- – you know, we talked about it in the grades podcast uh, for patrons that you have early access to is, you know, if you play man, Michael Thomas is just going to slaughter you. So if, if you're a defense, like what do you think teams are going to try against this Saints offense now that it's in Death Star mode? It's got all its pieces. Yeah, I, I think the Saints are pretty scary right now offensively because – I don't even think it's man zone thing so much. It, uh, to me, it's when you look at Michael Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders and Callaway coming back, you would think that maybe Sean Payton would have trouble with the substitutions in terms of who do, do I want in when, and maybe Drew Brees would have an embarrassment of riches and he'd be throwing too much to Thomas to try to get him involved and ignore the other guys. But uh, the way Breeze played in that game, spraying the ball around, finding the open man, and boom, making the throw, I, I think it's dangerous in the sense that, to me, it, th- that offense looked more unpredictable than I've seen the Saints' offense look in three years. Well, and if- you know, in and, and three years, like they've been methodical using just Kamara and, and Michael yeah. Thomas for the most part. That's been like the the central pieces, and they touch, you know, they get eighty five percent of the touches, but. And that's worked, and it's worked. Yeah. It's been great. But but what I thought made them scarier yesterday was forty-yard play to Troutman, forty-yard well, play to Deontay Harris, well, the Taysom that, Hill with big runs. The you thing know, it's that like got, who do you, who do you even cover? Well, that's the thing. That's one thing that I want to talk about, Dave. The thing that got me excited is I made a joke on Twitter that Traquan Smith continu- continues to be a Hall of Fame receiver when teams forget he exists. But you look at that play, <laughs> and basically Sometimes the Saints teams set it up. He exists. Where, where it looked like a screen to Kamara and Tampa. No, no, Deontay, it was a screen to Deontay. Deontay, it was a screen to Deontay, and Tampa jumped all over it, and Traquan Smith is all alone in the end zone. I mean, if you're a defense, Dave, how do you defend against that? Because you know the Saints, they love those screens, no matter the down yeah. and distance. I mean, I'm I, I've, I'm not a coach, but, I mean, <laughs> if it was me, I think I would – take the safe route and I would tell my guys, look, when you get in that situation, you know, follow the deep guy and keep everything in front of you. Let them give them, you know, I I think as a defense, you'd rather give them the screen pass than let a guy beat you over the top and go deep. Two Uh, words, two words, air yards, air Air yards. (laughs) Breeze doesn't do air yards. You you got to, you bite the screens, man. He doesn't do air yards. Yeah. The, the one you're, sound... you're, being, you're being you're being sarcastic, but I mean, like you have to you still have to respect Drew. You can't well, I mean, you absolutely have to respect Drew. Dave, uh, why, also... why, why, why do you have to respect Drew? No one seems to do it. And also if, <laughs> if, if Chris, if... Chris Sims doesn't agree with you <laughs> and profe- also... professional Mike Florio doesn't agree with you. Why do you have to respect Drew? But also but, but to the point about how they have so many weapons, you can't pick and choose. Let's say put Taysom in at quarterback. Then, then you then then you're gonna cover the deep guy, right? 
uh, because he's, you know, if, if you if you really aren't respecting Drew Brees for his arm strength, then you got to at least be worried about Taysom. So, hell, put Taysom in there, then yeah. run that same play. You, you know uh, what I just realized, which is freaking nuts? As much disrespect as Drew Brees gets, I just realized that when Taysom Hill is in at quarterback, he gets even less respect. He does, like... <laughs> Well, like, it's not, for, I don't it, even know with, if it's with less that, respect. With all the nerds, people just Brees, hate it's all it. about the skills. It's the diminished arm. It's the diminished skills. But then they replace them with the supremely skillful guy, and then it's like, oh, it doesn't work. Well, How they, could you replace Drew Brees? A guy as good as Drew Brees. How could you insult him by putting <laughs> that guy in there? So, like, fucking pick one. Which one they, is it? The, the nerds, they want that to fail so bad and you would think they would just come to terms with it that Sean Payton is smarter than them and he knows what he's doing but they just don't give it up like the Pete Prisco's and they have like it's not just like fantasy people that hate the fact that Drew's not getting them points and like yahoos it's like legitimate NFL writers they hate it and they just won't give it up and it's just last night it was like when when Taysom did that leap which when he was like flying through the air, which is a picture of uh, it's, oh, it's beautiful. It's a thumbnail on this. But Dave, I pulled out a soundbite uh, for you because one of the things that you've repeated as we've gone through the season that I really like and I take to heart is you're like, hey, this is Drew Brees' final freaking season, and we need to appreciate this and enjoy the hell out of it. And I felt like Demario Davis after the game was kind of channeling you. It's been an incredible journey. You know, I feel, I feel like, you know, for me, but to be a part of a team like this, to be able to play in games like this, I mean, you, you're talking about two of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game going head to head. And I, I just don't want to stop and move past like this moment um, because this, this is history. Like, and the fact that all of us get to be a part of this is just an amazing experience. And to be able to come out victorious both times you know, I, I just got to give credit to the man above because it's a blessing in itself. No matter who would have won, it's a blessing to be a part of this. Well, Demario, it's more of a blessing that the Saints won. Yeah, yeah. I was going <laughs> to say, hold on, hold on. It, it matters that we won, buddy. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it matters a lot. But David, I thought I thought I heard that, and I wanted to play that because I think I think that's something that we sort of the the national media they don't give a shit about Drew Brees' final year. They're all about the A dot and his arms diminished and blah blah blah. But we as Saints fans, I think we really need to keep that in perspective. And last night, that game was as fun as the last time Drew Brees kicked Tom Brady's ass, and that was 2009 on Monday night. Like it was just. It was just glorious start to finish, and we only have eight more games of these plus three playoff games, maybe. So we need to we need to sa- we need to we need to savor every f- every drop of this. Yeah, obviously I, I agree with you. I mean, that's why I want to go to every possible home yeah. game I can this season. Uh, you know, t- due to COVID, I'm going to try to get to as many games as possible as they'll let me to go, uh, other than Christmas, of course, um, because uh, I want to. <laughs> get the chance to see Drew uh, and any and every chance I can. Uh, you know, the one thing that that hit me more so was the headline I saw earlier today. You know, saying this is Drew Brees' last primetime game, scheduled primetime game. Uh, oh, my I first reaction was That's like, uh, spoiler alert: No, it's not because they're going to go to the playoffs and they'll have a, play, a pl- primetime game. But, um, <laughs> but, but uh, assuming the worst happens and uh, and that doesn't happen. 
Uh, yeah, this that's it. I mean, that could be. Yeah. That's probably his last. You know, I mean, I mean, Drew Brees has always played well on maybe you know maybe one game. You could, I'm sure, one of you two. Uh, walking had, Saints encyclopedias could come up with one prime time game. games from, from all, two... Dude, all I gotta say is when we get close to the playoffs, if there's like if the Saints have the division just kind of locked up and there's two games left in the season, they better put they they better give Drew two doses of that Pfizer vaccine that's coming. <laughs> out. I mean, he better get two doses of that, and they better put him in an Iron Man suit. Uh, he can't and, be and, getting uh, a yeah, socially distant from like. Everybody, hundred hundred feet from everyone. Can't you can't uh, be? Yeah, him getting COVID in the playoffs would just be the. Worst. I mean that. Well, that's the that's the nightmare scenario for the NFL. Like Breeze or Mahomes or Roethlisberger getting the Rona, right? And and yeah. by the way, the SEC, their season is quietly falling, a fucking part because of the Rona. Yeah, this like, LSU Alabama <laughs> game may not happen. That's not a problem for me at all, Dave. Yeah, I was going to sign me up for that. <laughs> I am totally good with that. No, it might not get canceled. It just might get postponed. The way I see 2020, that, it can it's get like, postponed to 2021 is all, as far as I'm concerned. The way I the way I, I see that it's like I can tell Alabama fans, yeah, you you we're probably going to beat us badly, but we'll never know for sure hmm. cuz they didn't play, but what I can tell you for sure is that I saw them play last year, and, and I know I, I know what happened then. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the only thing we can say for sure, and you know, hang that over Bama's head for another year. Go Tigers! So, Dave, are you excited? Are you excited about Tulane? They're probably going to win more games this year than LSU. They are currently. F- Four and four. I, I wish we had LSU. I think you know the one year I wish we had LSU on the schedule. I'd love to play you guys this year. We might have a fighting chance. <laughs> uh, yeah, Tulane four and four. We've got uh, what three games left? Four games left. Uh, and their schedule gets a little bit easier. Their hard, hardest opponent is Memphis. I think mm-hmm. uh, they could easily be seven and five or six and another bowl game for Tulane. Fritz uh, they should definitely be going to another. Another bowl game. They should definitely yeah. be going to another bowl game. It'd be that's pretty straight a, for us. That's 25 seconds too lane talk. It's 25 seconds too many. Uh, no. <laughs> but here, here, here's the thing with uh, America. The Saints did America a favor. We started to heal America after this very divisive election. People were fighting each other on social media about because their candidate won or their candidate didn't win. Um, Andrew, the Saints started to heal America because America hates Tom Brady. And America, generally, on Twitter, they loved Tom Brady getting his ass kicked Sunday night. And Cam Jordan, he might... He's he's the best Saints interview post game, and he, listen to this soundbite. He does amazing work. He slanders Tom Brady and he slanders the refs all in like thirty seconds. It's it's amazing. We started off the game with pressure on Brady. I think I, I think got a hand on his elbow. I was trying to go for the ball, um, and it, it really just took off from there. You talk about you know David Onyemata played his plays. Got to keep PG played his butt off. <laughs> as well as, you know, Trey Henderson, uh, in my mind, should have had two or three sacks. I mean, he had a sack, which was taken away by a penalty. Uh, er- er- erroneous flag came from nowhere, whatever that is. Uh, the next play, uh, I thought I sacked him, but Trey sacked him? I was like, look, I was like, Malcolm had a sack, I had a sack, Trey had a sack, and then they were like, Trey had two sacks, Malcolm had a sack. And I was like, oh, but I could have swore I bombed him. Okay. <laughs> and at the end of the day, it's about this win. I mean, 
our job was to get Tom Brady off the spot. And I mean, we all know he gets that ball off hot. Uh, even as we were hitting him, as we were getting hands on him early and often, um, he's still the second greatest quarterback for, for a reason. I mean, he's getting that ball off hot. <laughs> That's just amazing. It's, I love that. It was like 55 wow. seconds. But, you know, I mean, the, slandering the refs for Saints fans is just – we're never getting over 2018. So I feel like, like Cam – Cam Jordan realizes that, and anytime he can, he just bashes the ref. He's gone as the referee for Halloween. Like it's, it's just, he's just, he's just amazing. Just but how did he look? How did he look, Andrews? He did he look? I mean, he he had the first. He, he was dominating the, the the rookie tackle at the beginning of the game. But how did he look overall? He's playing better. Uh, it's just it's still weird to me that he's not finishing these plays. Uh, it's weird to me that I, I what does he have two sacks, three yeah. games? Um, so that, that's just strange. I don't know what, why it is this year that he just, it's, it's, I mean, he, he doesn't have the same number of hits either. He doesn't have the same yeah. number of hurries as last year. So it's not like close, but no cigar. I mean, something is up with Cam Jordan, uh, but uh, like Taysom Hill, I think the last three weeks, he's been a little bit better. Um, but Lattimore looked great. Demario Davis looked better. And this is what I called for when I said, look, it's great that they got Quan Alexander. Uh, but he's not some silver bullet. He's not going to transform this defense all on his own. And if the Saints are going to be good, it really has to – it boils down to DeMario, Lattimore, and Cam. Those three guys especially, I think. that That's how this defense improves is those three guys play at the level we're accustomed to seeing them. So this game was a step in the right direction. I know Cam didn't get a sack, but I thought those three were pretty dominant in this game. Dave, do you, if I told you here's a thousand dollars, will the Saints' defense ever look as good the rest of the year as they looked last night? Would you bet yes or no with the thousand dollars? Hmm. Uh. Well, what do I what do I win if I with my thousand? dollars Well, I mean, I'll give you like I, I just, four, I'll I, give you I like three to one odds that they'll. They won't okay. look. They, I'll give you three to one odds that they will this, look this good. season or ever. This season. <laughs> <laughs> uh, will they look as good? Mm, I'd probably say no. I mean, Andrew? three interceptions is it's going to be a lot. It's going to be hard to top. Plus, how many sacks did three, they have? Nine hits. On Brady Do you think two. there was any point during uh, last night's game where? Bruce Arians was maybe sitting in the corner of the locker room after it had cleared out and everyone was gone. And for like a split second there, he thought in his mind, God, I should have kept Jameis. (laughs) (laughs) The thing is, though, with Tampa, like you look at them, the Saints have beaten them soundly twice. They lost to Chicago. The rest of their win. I mean, well, they beat Green Bay and they beat the Ray. I take it. I take it all back. No. I was going to say their schedule, and they have, don't have any pressing wins, but I'm completely wrong. They do. Um, but, <laughs> yeah. What do you, what cool do you, story, bro. Yeah, cool story. I, I like the self-fact-checking. Well, good. I mean, I, I got off the rails I got off the rails quick, and I, I tried to bring it back. Um, <laughs> but, Dave, the thing with this defense that, that I was excited about was I felt like, Janoris Jenkins played great. He had the play where 
Uh, he made the great play early in the game, and then he looked around waiting for the flags, and he didn't see anyone, see any of them, and he got excited. But Malcolm Jenkins, <laughs> second straight game, he shut down a potentially used to be great, but is now currently washed tight end. But I see other guys in the secondary stepping up, so that makes me excited. Uh, what about the defense besides the sacks and Trey Hendrickson got you most excited last night? No big plays. <laughs> they didn't give up any big plays. And, know, and, what, and that wasn't for lack of trying. They threw the deep ball a lot. They did. That's what Tampa we, didn't that's give it up, I, man. They, they, they kept chucking it, and eventually it felt like they were just like that was the whole plan. Like we're, we're down 21 nothing. Let's just hope for a P.I. Right. Uh, but, I mean, you know, I talked about it last week. Yeah. I talked about it weeks prior. You, you know, we've seen games where the defense has played decent but they just keep giving up big plays and those big plays can hurt you and, and can kill you you know you yeah. give up two deep passing plays, you blow yeah. coverage on two deep passing plays and that's two touchdowns that's 14 points um so the fact that they shut all that down uh they played more disciplined and uh they you know no blown coverage marcus williams was actually maybe in the right place uh, at the right time <laughs> he stole that interception from uh, Lattimore. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's that's to me, that's what I want to see continue uh, as we as they move forward. Manscaped is forever changing the grooming game with their weed whacker. This nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin safe technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags and tugs in those delicate holes. The premium Manscaped weed whacker uses a 9000 RPM motor powered 360 degree rotary dual blade system. Its intelligently contoured design enhances the trimming experience and is waterproof which makes for easy operation and cleaning. The only nose hair trimmer on the market with a powerful and rechargeable lithium ion battery that lasts up to 90 minutes of use. Have you ever pulled your nose hair out with your fingers? That might hurt worse than nicking your balls. Manscaped is making whacking your weeds a time to look forward to delivering maximum confidence while providing hygiene. Yes, you will get a replacement blade every three months to keep your weed whacking time clean and and enjoyable. Look, fellas, 79% of partners polled admitted that long nose hair is a major turn off. It's time to upgrade your Manscaped routine with the Weed Whacker. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code armchair. What are you waiting for? Go whack your weeds. Andrew, you tweeted out from the uh, Saints Happy Hour uh, Twitter account today. And by the way, if, if you should follow us. And if, you, and if you're not subscribed to YouTube and you're new to the live stream, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter. We're great. Uh, you've tweeted out that the Saints defense is currently third in the NFL. And it, may, it reminded me of that uh, the Van Halen song, Hot for Teacher, where he says, I don't feel tardy. Uh, the Saints defense, it does not feel like the third best <laughs> defense in the NFL. But it is. So are we are we being too hard on them? Well, first of all, that stat is a little misleading in the sense that they're number one in penalties. And penalties don't count. Penalty yardage does not count against total yards yielded. Ooh, uh, so if, if, if you're pass interferencing your way all the way to the end zone and giving the team a <laughs> touchdown, technically you're giving up zero yards. But, uh, yeah, you know, so uh, but I. Uh, they definitely look like a top five defense last night. I'll tell you that. So it's a step in the right direction. And 
Look, now we know what they're capable of. I think for a while this season, and it's not that we knew they were capable of this in the past, but they haven't really shown us this so oh far this season, except except maybe week one against the Bucks. ironically. Okay, uh, I got to uh, I gotta do breaking news. This stat from Jordan in the uh, YouTube chat is amazing. Drew Brees has three wins of 21-plus points versus, Brady, versus Tom Brady in seven games. The rest of the NFL has four in 326. That's nuts. That's, that is nuts. That is nuts. That's da- crazy. Dave, you went on a great rant about how uh, this is the first time Tom Brady got swept by a division opponent in his career, and it's the fact that he's not in a clown division anymore. He's in an actual real division with real – uh, NFL teams, not the NFC. Yeah, and his uh, his old team is uh, on the way to uh, uh, straight to the basement uh, of their division. Uh, Are they losing to the Jets? Here. Yeah, it's yeah. A, it's amazing when you have to play real NFL teams, not Austin <laughs> Austin P and Middle Tennessee State and whatever other yeah. team they have. You don't get to AFC. face JP Lossman twice a year. Yeah, in yeah. Buffalo. I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick is literally – he just bounced to each team. He's, he has. Like, he literally played he, – he played Ryan Fitzpatrick twice a year on each team. <laughs> That's a, that, that is the most incredible thing, I think, of the last 20 years of the AFCs, that the crappy AFC East teams have passed Ryan Fitzpatrick back and forth like a white elephant at the office Christmas party. Like – it's just, <laughs> dude, it's, just it's just incredible. Um, but, you know, the thing is, Dave, the Saints are six. The Saints are six and two. Green Bay is six and two. Seattle is six and two. Uh, Arizona's five. I, and three. I, I just want to point out the Saints are in first place. Correct. Yeah, they are. They are on the tiebreaker. But Dave. I have to say, I look around the NFC, and look, I know Green Bay beat the Saints, but that game was close, and, and Green Bay, they can they still cannot stop the run, uh, and I think that's a big problem for them. I did not realize this about Seattle. Seattle, after eight games, they've given up the most yards in NFL history, their defense. They surpassed the 2012 Saints with giving up yards. And, Andrew, I know me and you were debating back and forth on Twitter that, hey, Seattle's offense, it's better than the, the, than the Saints were in 2012 because, you know, they don't, the Saints didn't have anybody like DJ Metcalf. But, dude, it, if it, you it, play it, that yeah. bad a defense – like, we saw it, Dave. You cannot win with that bad of a defense. So should we eliminate Seattle off the list of contenders since they have 2012 Saints-level defense? I mean, you could leave them on the list, but I, I don't think they've got. I I really don't think they have a chance. I mean, we have. If there's anything we know as Saints fans, <laughs> we've seen that movie. Yeah, we have seen this movie many, many years. And and as as well as Russell Wilson is playing, uh, I think Drew Brees was better in those years when yeah. the when the Saints were seven and nine, eight and eight, and they had the best offense and the worst defense. Um I think Drew Brees is a better quarterback was a better quarterback then than Russell Wilson is now. Um and even then it, it was never enough. You you just there's a certain hump that you just cannot get over if you don't have at least a middling defense. Uh and if you have the worst defense in history, you have no chance. And you know we're starting to see that. They've lost what, two in a row now? Yeah. Uh, 
and you know I, they're not gonna. Well, the one the one thing that they have going for them is they get to play the NFC East and the AFC East. So they have like, they still have like the Giants and the Eagles and the Jets and the Redskins. So like, Ugh, that's that's not fair. So they have like lay, they have like layups that like the 2012 Saints didn't have. So they might get to nine, ten wins. But but Andrew, that makes like, me sick. They still they still got to play their division though. I mean, the, but you that you can't you can't win with that with that type of defense. So I, I especially I feel, now in the playoffs. Yeah, I feel really good about the the uh, the Saints uh, where they stand after eight weeks, and yeah, look, we got to I take. Mean, you can't you can't tell me they're not good enough to make the Super Bowl now, whether they will or not. By the way, Dave, are you are you playing with like a silicone implant? What is <laughs> that? It, it kind of is like that. It's a toy. It's a giant <laughs> color morph gel ball. I had color. the gel balls where you put them in the freezer and they freeze and then you strap them to my shoulder to numb the pain. It sounds like you need one of those right now. Yeah, I was about to say. Is, don't do. you still have that pain? The uh, the girl at CVS, I went there twice on Saturday to get uh, my prescription, the pa- the, the patches, the, uh, the Advil, and then I went back later in the day to get the heating pad and the thing you shove in the freezer. And she's like, that bad, huh? I'm like, yeah, that bad. You need to go get yourself a little cortisone injection, man. I'll fix that right up. <laughs> I was drinking uh, temporarily. Anyway, where were we? We were, we well, talking we were just about, about where the N- the NFC is. I I feel. Oh yeah, no. Look, it's it's there for the taking. Well, and and Andrew, I want you to explain your theory, and you've had this theory for a while, and you had it in 2018 when the Saints started. You know, they lost to Tampa, and they started slow, and they won a bunch of they won the crazy game against the Browns. They won the crazy game where Drew Brees had the spin against the Falcons and they won in overtime. And you were at that time, you're like, it doesn't matter about these. You just have to win them uh, because later in the year, when you finally, if you can get your shit together, the, the, the great performances matter more because instead of this, instead of the saints being four and four after a big win and we're like, well, it's so what they won their four and four, uh, Last night they looked amazing. We're like, they're six and two. We're ready to go. We're ready to dominate the NFC. So, don't yep. sweat these close wins. I remember uh, there was a year the Saints started zero and four, and I think they lost every game at, at the last second. It was yeah. the most deflating thing ever. They start zero and four, and they're on prime time. They're zero and four. They go to four and zero Seattle. Uh, yeah. it's a Sunday night game. And they blow the doors off Seattle. Matt Hasselbeck was the quarterback at the time. I can't yep. remember what year this was, but maybe 2007, 2008. Pierre but, Thomas uh, blocked they, the punt and scored a touchdown. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So they blow the doors off of Seattle, and they look amazing. I mean, they, they and it was they were playing one of the best teams on the road, and they just looked ridiculous. And I remember after that game, I was like, yeah, this is great, but it's too bad they didn't win a bunch of those, or at least half of those shitty games. And if they were two and two, this, <laughs> this performance would we'd be feeling really good about them three and two coming off a game like this. So, uh, you know, as much as you want to bang on them and criticize them and, and be uh, upset about disappointing wins, we'll call them. Uh, I I would offer that there is no such thing because winning breeds confidence and. 
it almost doesn't matter how you do it sometimes. The it's chat just getting that win me. offers you the opportunity the following week to fix what you did wrong while getting wins in the process. The chat room is saying heroin is now legal in Oregon, and I should try that, or cocaine. You guys, I like those suggestions. Is, is heroin really legal in Oregon now? Okay. I missed that it's, in the election. It's night. decriminalized. All drugs are decriminalized. Meth, whatever, heroin, coke, whatever. Like, if you get caught with it, you can have up to, like, two grams or something like that. And if you get caught with it, it's like a $100 ticket. So it's <laughs> oh. not legal. It's not legal. It's just... It's a, but you're not going go to go to you. They won't put you in the jail for life. Um, no, exactly. So... Before we get to, um... I saw the Todd, the Todd Newberg. Uh, he had a great tweet last night that was, "This is what it must feel like to try heroin." <laughs> I tweeted during out, the game. I tweeted out, "Is this heaven where the gift, the, the gates of heaven, like open up <laughs> the clouds?" But listen, the, sa- the sad Tom Brady. I, what? So you asked early in the show. I didn't get a chance to answer this. What was the best part of the game? Uh, to me, it's close between the sad Tom Brady where the camera just seemed to be stuck on him for an eternity, showing his sad face on the sideline. Uh, well, actually, there was three. There was that. There was his daughter uh, sleeping on Giselle with her thumb in her mouth. She's that a little old amazing. to have her thumb in her mouth. I, I know. Thought. She looked like she was eight or nine years old, still sucking on gonna her thumb. Going to wreck your so teeth, that... girl. Yeah, you might want to look into that, Tom. That's uh, your, your you're going to You're going to get Invisalign to fix them teeth. That, that's that's gonna that's gonna stunt her uh, her verbal, you know. Uh, and then uh, lastly, them kicking a field goal. Oh, the sad that was thir- amazing. Thirty-eight to nothing. The to sad field out. goal. Like, the sad field goal. Just uh, it, it's basically saying we know we have no chance at winning. We just want a field goal to feel better about ourselves. It was almost like you said, Ralph. It was almost better than shutting them. It out. was. I, it was, was better. I thought sad Tom Brady on the bench. I was surprised, Dave, how much I enjoyed it. Enjoyed it more than if he would have been angry, yelling at people like he was against the Bears. But I guess he was just sad because he was getting his head kicked in against the Bears. They actually had a chance, so he felt like he needed to yell at people to try to motivate them. I was surprised about that. What uh, of the three things that Andrew just mentioned did you enjoy more? Uh, yeah, I gotta go with Sad Brady. Definitely Sad Brady. <laughs> or did you like Jameis eating the W? Man? Oh, I did. Yeah. I did. Out of all the non-Brady things, uh, yes, Jameis. bringing back the dub, eating the dub. They he needed one, Sean needed to let Jameis cook and throw a interview. touchdown pass because you're not playing Tampa anymore this year. Like they should have. Sean Payton should have let Jameis. You don't know that. You don't know that. Oh, that's true. No, you, you gotta. That. It's yeah. a tough call because on one side, yeah, let Jameis throw one touchdown pass against his old team. On the other side, let Drew Brees yeah, but get his fourth touchdown pass uh, and really take a big lead on the Brady Brees passing record. Andrew, though, record. the thing is, if Jameis would have thrown a touchdown pass to make it forty-five to three, it would have broke the internet. Hashtag We Make the Rules. All the national media would have just. They'd have clutched their pearls so hard, they'd have ripped them off their necks. Like, it would have been amazing. That's why I wanted it. <laughs> you know, I just I, I want to say one quick thing about that game. Um, you know, what, what you had was two teams with a lot of really good players. You look at those rosters, uh, and they're both really good. But I just want to point out that whereas 
the Bucks, you know, Tom Brady was the big offseason pickup, and then they added Gronk, and they went out and traded yeah. for, uh, or they got Leonard Fournette, and then they went out and got Antonio Brown. And so, you know, they, they added a bunch of these names. But the Saints did it, and the Saints got some free agents too, but the Saints, for the most part, it's a homegrown team. When you look at Trey Hendrickson and Davenport and Onyemata and, you know, some of these guys that made plays in Lattimore and, and Adam Troutman. And, I will say uh, this, though. you Kamara, those are all drafted guys. So my point is that Saints have been together for a really long time, and this is a team that's been yeah. built and grown organically, whereas, like, Tampa just tried to throw a bunch of guys together and make it happen. And I just want to point out, like, maybe that's the difference here, why the Saints in these two big games have completely kicked the Bucks' teeth in, because they're a real team that's been built over years. And sorry, Tampa, sorry, Tom, you can't just join the division and out of nowhere expect to win it. It doesn't work that way. Well, and I want to talk one one more thing before we get to the hotline. And it's a, it's a thing that Andrew brought up today is, Dave, Malcolm Jenkins suddenly looks like a really good signing. Andres Pete is playing really well. He looks like a really good signing. Emmanuel Sanders coming along. He didn't. He scored a touchdown last night, but he's back from that having the touchdown Rona. catch. You know, was sick. We we no one no one's talking about that touchdown catch. That diving catch. That was sick. So Dave, halfway point of the year, what was the Saints' best offseason move? Do you think? Of all the stuff mm. that they did, the re-signings of Onyemata, who was great again last night, the re-signing of Pete, adding Jenkins, adding Sanders. Like, what do you think was the best off-season move they did? Hmm, that's a good question. Uh, not not giving up a first for Zach Bond. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, you aren't kidding. Or signing, I, I, or getting rejected by Clowney. The NFL yeah, office might, telling them right. no, and they couldn't give up a second I, for Clowney, I, who's injured, by I the guess, way, in a bust. Yeah, I guess I'd probably say maybe signing Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, I, I think, you know, they, they've they've had a lot of young guys step up. You know, they, they've gotten a lot of help from a lot of different guys, but uh, uh, I don't know. I think Emmanuel Sanders might might have the best, the, the biggest immediate impact. Andrew, who do you think is the best so far? Yeah, I know. I know we're big on the. Uh, I can't believe you didn't say uh, signing Malcolm Roach to a to a contract. Oh yeah, you did. <laughs> this opportunity right there. Uh, I, I would go with uh, Onyemata. Uh, to me, well, like I said, he he's my defensive MVP through through eight games through it's the mid, midway point of the season. He's been the one guy on that side of the ball that's been consistent through eight games. I'll give it to Hendrickson, too. I would say those two are the two that have shown up and played every single week on defense. And when this defense, by and large, through eight weeks has been really spotty and kind of piss poor, disappointing, uh, this was really the first time they put it all together. Uh, They're kind of stabilizing, maintaining force throughout it all has been Hendrickson and Onyemata. So I would go with Onyemata. Yeah, I'm going to go. We don't talk about him enough. I think it's Onyemata. I agree with you, Andrew. But I think in the end, when we look back, when the Saints win the Lombardi Trophy uh, in Tampa, I think it's going to be Emmanuel Sanders. I think he is going to make plays in huge games that we're going to say he was the, he was that was the guy. He was the one that that was just the little bit extra they needed in playoff games—a third down, a touchdown, whatever it is. 
I think it's going to be Emmanuel Sanders when it's all said and done. But right now, it's definitely on your mind. Okay, so the well, hotline. One, one quick, quick, one quick thing before you sw- uh, switch topics. I just want to point out we're getting a lot of bizarro Nick Fairley situations here. Like <laughs> Pete gets a contract, <laughs> Thomas gets a. I know con- Thomas has been hurt, but but. Uh, uh, Kamara got a contract. It's just like when these guys are getting contracts, man, they're real actual professionals. They're, they're actually trying harder and getting yeah. better and not getting fat and happy like Nick Fairley. Um, so that that's really great to see too. Yeah. Well, no, and I think that's another point of, of Andrew. It's a lot of it's a lot of re-signing your own guys, so the Saints know them. They know the character. Like Andres Pete, they gave him all this money, and he came in and he was thinner. And you clearly say yeah. the Saints were like, "Hey, we're going to give you all this money, Andres. Go, go get in better shape." And he did it. You know. Um, yeah. So which is great to see. Which is. Um, The wait is finally over. Football is in full effect with many teams strutting their stuff early. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any other place online. Head to Bet Online today and use promo code ARMCHAIR to take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Dave, do a victory lap because. The hotline, it's becoming world famous. The hotline this week is just, it's incredible. And the thing that was most incredible about it was I got a little arrogant when the Saints got up 21 to nothing. And I was like, I tweeted out the hotline number and I was like, call up the hotline and slander Tom Brady. And that was like beginning of the second quarter. And people went and did it. And this this week's hotline, it's just amazing from start to finish. Thanks to everybody who called in and left uh, voicemails. We couldn't use them all. One thing I will say, when you leave a voicemail, make sure your connection's good because a couple of, a bunch of you guys, you had great ones that started and then you fade off and you can't understand what you say and then you wrap up with who that. So make sure your connection's good. You're in a good spot for cell service because uh, if we can't hear you, then we can't use it. But this week's hotline, uh, it's amazing. It's time for this week's hottest takes from the Saints Happy Hour Hotline. I just want to conduct a search party for Sean Payton's balls because his ambush and flea flicker and challenge flag rain and days are over, and he's now the guy who bent over for Goodell and doesn't trust his future Hall of Fame quarterback to get eight yards with the game on the line. As we've learned with anything in 2020, it's all just a bunch of horse shit. <laughs> so fuck it. Uh, that's it. That's, that's, that's the voicemail. That's it. That's it. Play me on a show. Uh, don't play me on a show. I don't give a fuck. I'm no expert in roster construction, but maybe Tampa, instead of signing an abusive head case wide receiver, should have gone out and signed an abusive head case offensive lineman because they couldn't stop anybody <laughs> last night. All right, Ralph. It is 11.32 Central. I'm watching Center. These motherfuckers have not said shit about how good the Saints are, about how they prevailed to beat the fucking Buccaneers. All they've shown is is fucking Tom Brady's press conference about why he threw fucking three interceptions. Nothing about the fucking Saints, how good they've been, how fucking well they played. It's 1132. 
They haven't said shit about the fucking thing. And it's killing me. <laughs> fucking killing me. I'm going to bed. Oh, my God. Did that just happen? Did that just happen? Marcus Williams had an interception, and he read the defense the correct way. Wow. <laughs> I don't even care about the game. I'm impressed by Marcus Williams' play. Fuck it. I'm going to call again. All hail came Ralph. You fucking called it. Go Saints. We killed him. Woo! I just want to say that Keith Bayless, Callie Carhart, Max Kellerman, the whole fucking national media, you don't know shit. You don't know shit. Stop sucking on Brady's balls and respect the legend of Drew Brees. That's all. All I got to say is fuck NBC, fuck Michelle Tafoya, fuck Chris Collinsworth. All they want to fucking talk about while we're up fucking 31 nothing is how fucking bad the Buccaneers defense is. It said how fucking good the Saints offense is. I don't know what it's going to fucking take to make them realize how fucking good we are. It's painful, man. I'm just, I'm just glad to be a Saints fan right now. Glad to throw a fucking big middle finger up to Tom Brady. Who that? Sunday night football was orgasmic crushing the Bucks. I can't believe anybody in the media was believing those frauds were for real. I mean, other than Brady and Gronk, who are completely washed, nobody in that poverty franchise has ever played a meaningful game of football. So, of poverty course, they were going to crumble in a real game with actual stakes. It was glorious. You guys remember the fucking uh, the clip of Ralph going crazy for Zion? This is how I feel right now. Fucking fuck. Yes. I got two <laughs> fucking words for you gentlemen. Statement win. I love all you piece of shit sons of bitches. It's starting <laughs> off to nothing. To nothing. Tom Brady, nothing. Guess how many they scored? Zero. Fucking zero. <laughs> a goddamn zero. Fuck Tom Brady. Fuck the Patriots. Fuck Bruce Adrian. I still hate Taysom Hill plays, but God damn it, it's working tonight, boys, and I fucking love it. Who fucking that? <laughs> Fuck them all, baby. Let's go. Who that? Hey, this is Lucas. Fucking, uh, I am up, we're up 28-0 in the second right now, and I thought Ralph was a piece of shit when he told Dave that he would rather have a Saint Super Bowl than his uh, his guy for president win, but fuck that. This is so much better than Trump eating shit. This is beautiful, and I fucking love it, and this is what I've been wanting to see all this goddamn terrible year. Later, y'all. I mean, I'm in tears, and I had to edit that thing. Uh, That's you guys just are the funny best. this time. You guys are the best. That was you, amazing. I love you pieces of shit. I don't know who that guy was, but we might need to have him as our, our, uh, our, our voiceover guy. <laughs> I love his... I love you, piece of shit. <laughs> the oh. feeling is mutual, buddy. Yeah. So call great. the hotline. Leave a voicemail after the game. It's amazing. It's catching on. It's catching fire worldwide. So um, I'm noticing uh, it's a little bit of a sausage uh, party up in the in the hotline, though. I know we have female listeners. Yeah, we get I some, know. Can well, we get Mich- some female, one of our, some ladies our favorite one, Mich- uh, Michelle, who we're gonna you were gonna officiate her wedding. She she did a call and like 15 seconds in, like she must have been in a bad cell spot. It went black and I couldn't use it. 
What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Bite, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Well, it sounds like she was fully on brand, Ralph. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe she was just trying to fit into our show. I know. Since when has poor audio yeah. stopped any, anything poor, on this podcast? You're telling me Michelle gave us poor audio and you didn't use it? Well, I mean, it wasn't that what? it was It wasn't that it was poor. It was no audio. Like, it went black. It went flat. <laughs> Even better. I mean, that's perfect. <laughs> All right. We got to get to uh, – get to the questions, Andrew. I'll start with but the – Most people don't know this – but Ralph's middle name is Dead Air. <laughs> you go to hell, Juge. Uh, so I'm going to fire up the music, and I'm going to do the Twitter questions. You go in the Discord channel and find those. I'm just going to sit here. You give us, are you uh, 
physically able to do the Ralph Shuffle tonight? Not really. I just like sway back and forth because my shoulders were wrecked. I, I tried to raise it uh, and it went bad. Alright, Dave. Uh, let's see what we got for this. Better backup quarterback post-game celebration. Bridgewater, bike life, or Jameis eating the W photo bomb? Mm, damn, that's tough. That is tough. Uh, <sighs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Jameis. I'm gonna right, go with Jameis. Uh, it's you know, every, the the whole eating the W thing. That's like everybody in the country knows about that. So it like does. even non-Saints fans kind of get off on it and get a get a get a good laugh out of it. He's gonna be really interesting when he's the Saints quarterback next year. This is from Jason Andrew. Where does this rank in all-time satisfying Saints wins? Ooh, it's regular season. I, I mean, mean yeah, it's got to be regular season. Yeah, I mean, it's up regular there. season. Uh, it's up there. I mean, if if you had asked me, my favorite regular season win, crushing Tom Brady in 09 would yeah. would have been up there. And I I feel like this one was better. I really, really? Do. so. Yeah, I don't know if that puts it at number one necessarily, but it's it's a top five in terms of in, the enjoyment that I had watching it. And <laughs> it was, and also like I, I mean, part of it may be just that like, and Dave talked about this a couple times I think over the last few weeks is we've kind of been starved for that relaxing game. Yeah, you know where the Saints just boat race a team and you just kind of you know in the second quarter what the deal is. You can kind of just like watch it. You don't have to stress about how the fourth quarter is going to go and all that. So <laughs> we haven't had one of those yet this year. So that that was nice. Um, did some? This is from Dale, Dale, Dale. Uh, Dave, did someone put the antidote in the Louisiana wa uh, water to enable them to play zone defense? Does this mean LSU will be able to do it too? Dale, Dale, Dale. LSU can't do anything on defense. They're not. They can't play zone, man. They don't even have enough people to play. Let's hope the rest of their season gets postponed. But Dave, no they, they couldn't they'll, stop they'll. the run. They couldn't stop the pass. <laughs> Anytime the other team got the ball, they went down, got points. Uh, I don't have the diddly poo. You want sandwich. the good water? You come to come to Tulane, Dale, Dale, Dale. We got the our water is better. Andrew, do we? What do we have in the Discord channel from the people? All right, uh, th this is my favorite question of the night. Uh, it's from... Oh, I lost it. Here it is. It's from Skip Stevens, and his question is, fuck Chris Sims and Mike Florio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that one. That one's great. Uh, all right. Who that golfer Ralph wants to know is, eat the dub this year's bike life. Yeah, I mean, it's the same question as we had on Twitter. I mean, I, I will say this about... Jameis that's really cool like people made fun of him about eating the W and like it was an internet it's it it's if you search gif if you search a gif on Twitter it comes up like people make fun of him endlessly and he did it again last night so he's clearly self-aware and he's like embraced the fun of it which I really like uh, so I'm I get more excited about Jameis Winston potentially as the Saints quarterback in 2021 uh, I get more excited about it by the day, except for Jameis one of one believes uh, Jameis Winston is infallible, uh, so he might be uh, insufferable 
next year when uh, Jameis is the quarterback. Uh, all right, Dave. Nikolai122 wants to know, um, what's the best season sweep? Is it this year against Brady's Bucks? Is it the triple sweep of the Panthers? Or mm. any fa- or any Falcon sweep? <laughs> Was there a year? Was there a year that we beat the Falcons three times? Did we play them in the playoffs? No, no we were, we're, the we're, playoffs. we're 0 and one against them. Uh, I'm going to say the, the triples. I'm going to say the triple sweep. I mean, you know, what, what if we what if we beat Tampa in the playoffs? Is that Ooh. is that trumpet for you? Uh, yeah, that would trumpet. That would trumpet the triples. Yeah. The triples. The if if Drew Brees gets the triple sweep of Tom Brady in the playoffs and wins oh, the Super so Bowl, good. he should ascend. Yeah. Not just to Canton, but to heaven. Um, well, after he wins the Super Bowl. Yeah, after he wins the Super yeah. Bowl. Um, uh, wait, Jed Pendergrass has a question in, in the uh, in the YouTube. It's for Ralph, but I'm going to answer it. <laughs> How upset were you, Ralph, to not have Eric Paulson this morning on the show? I'm going to answer this question. I was upset. I finally <laughs> got to see another Here we go. another thing of, and, of uh, Ralph. Uh, I guess WWL TV. I guess the guy that was on vacation, Ralph said. I guess he's back now, and so now he's. <laughs> pro- they're properly adding the video to the article. Yeah. But um, it, with Leslie Spoon, it's 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 boring. Like it's just a normal, nice conversation. Uh, they're very pleasant. Yeah. Uh, I, I think you know, Eric Paulson is your straight man. You know, he's your he he's the yin fire. to your yang. He wants the he wants the, he wants Dave wants the insults back and forth. Well, the thing is. What it is is sometimes they bump me to earlier, and Eric doesn't earlier. start until what six. What time does the news come on? Four thirty? Yeah. So I was on at five forty-five a.m. this morning. Uh, so they bumped me to uh. earlier because they had like election. It was like all election from like six to seven or something. Do you uh, go back to bed after you record this show? No. Well, I mean, today I did because I have PTO. But usually when I, I wake up, if I do it at five forty-five, I just get dressed and go into work. You know. Uh, well, so where was Paulson? What's his I, excuse? Well, no, Paulson starts with Paulson starts doing the news at six. Oh, oh, right. oh so Paul. He, well, there you go. There's your yeah. next joke. What's the matter, Paulson? Too Can't wake up early me? enough uh, to do uh, the early show. Yeah, they, they gotta let you gotta let the the uh, delicate genius sleep in. We gotta <laughs> let make sure <laughs> Eric Paulson tamper to the nines. <laughs> there you go. You're welcome. <sighs> So, Andrew, do we have any more in the Discord channel before we get That's to That's all I got, man. Right. Light on the questions. You guys are uh, pumped for the win, but uh, light on the questions tonight. Let's see. All right. So, um, let's – let me uh, – I got to find the Saints. Did we, did we insult Mike Florio and Chris Simpson enough today? We did not. I, I just want to make sure. Yeah, I was, I was going to say. Uh, I just want to say that I saw them do this clip. And Florio said the words, and Ralph, you probably should have uh, ripped this, but uh, he said the words, you know, that's fine. Like, we didn't play in the game. The Bucks did. But you guys want to come at us, and that's fine. But I can't wait to give it back to you when the Saints lose to the Falcons. And and so, like, very clearly with Florio, it's, it's personal. Like, him and Chris Sims, I don't know. I don't know what Sean Payton or Drew Brees did to Chris Sims. Yeah. When he was a player, like I, I don't know what happened there, but we didn't I, clearly we didn't break his spleen. Person. That was another team. Like, why is he mad at us? Wait, did we break his spleen? They re- was that ru- against us? No, he ruptured his spleen. I want to say he did it against the Carolina. 
Yeah, I but think that's we, right. We didn't rupture his uh, spleen. Why they mad at us? I feel like he had a winning record against the Saints. Yeah, like, Saints what's his deal? Um, yeah. But, all right, we got to get to this week's game. By the way, I didn't pull the auto because I completely forgot. But I fucking called that shit against Tampa. I said the Saints 35-17, and I was off. I told you people mm-hmm. the Saints were going to look amazing and boat race the Bucks, and they and did. You did. You I did. did. Troutman. So this week, Dave. Did he pick Troutman? I think so. I thought he did. Oh, my God. Yeah, Ralph, I don't remember. If this I is like your this is like your sunshine on a dog's ass moment. Well, no, I had Janor. I'm when the Saints play Tampa, I know what's going to happen. I picked the Janoris Jenkins pick six in week one, so I'm wrong every other time. But when the Saints <laughs> play Tampa and Tom Brady, I nail that shit. Uh, but Dave, wow. uh, give me a prediction on the game, and, and of course, uh, after the uh, after the prediction on the game, we need they want to bring him to camp. He looks like a star of the day for the Saints. The Saints are a six-and-a-half-point favorite against the 49ers. Uh, you goddamn right they are. Uh, so uh, I'm going to the game. I'm going to another game. This will be my second game, the second available yeah. game to fans. I will be there keeping the streak alive. Congratulations. Um, and I'll be in my section, section 140. Um Obviously, uh, Niners are banged up. They've got like I don't know, 120 billion dollars in uh, in Dude, injured in player Indiana. contracts. Uh, and oh, the Patriots just kicked a field goal, walk off field goal to beat the Jets. Congratulations, um, Bill. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, who do they? Who are they going to have quarterbacking? Who, They're going to have Sean Mullins, the guy who sang oh the, the song. It's, 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 it's Nick Mullins. They got that guy at quarterback. <laughs> Ralph is like my dad. Like he's always misprint, like getting people's first names wrong. Like I remember, you, you guys know the band Dave Matthews Band, of course, right? I remember my dad. <laughs> my dad trying. <laughs> My dad trying to convince me that he went to law school with Dave Matthews. For years, he said this. He's like, yeah, yeah, Dave Matthews. I'm like, I'm sure there's a million guys well, with the name Dave Matthews in the United States. And so he, he tries to convince me. And then eventually I run into one of his law school friends and, you know, we're talking. And he's like, yeah, what about this guy, Dave Matthews, you guys went to law school with? He goes, you mean Doug? <laughs> the That's quarterback like, for San Francisco is Sean Mullins. Doug Matthews? It's like Ralph right? and my dad. Seriously, like they need to hang out because they're they're uh, they should combine their <laughs> first names and last names and you know create their their own persons. It'd be amazing. I and thought I thought you were going to say it was just the guy's name was Dave Matthews. It was just a different Dave Matthews. <laughs> it's not even that. He didn't yeah, have the duck. yeah, he's not. And what's his name? What's the quarterback for San Francisco? What's his name? Nick, Nick Mullins. Mullins. Nick, whatever. Isn't Sean Mullins like a guitar player, a yeah. singer-songrider or something? Yeah, that's why <laughs> I the sing guy that the song. sings that song that Ralph was singing. Uh, well, Ralph, uh, yeah, I'm disappointed you haven't referenced Jonah Hill catching a touchdown pass yet for the Saints. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Jonah Hill. Uh, anyway, so, <laughs> you know, the Niners have uh, – the Niners are kind of a wreck. They're not a very good team. They've yeah, surrendered. They've, they quit. I've, they traded. Uh, they Kate traded Kwan Alexander to the Saints. Man, they white flagged this son of a bitch. Yeah. So, uh, I, I, I have 
no reason to believe the uh, Saints won't win this. And uh, I don't know if it's going to be as, as much of a dominant victory as, as this week was against the Buccaneers. But, I mean, I'd like to think it'll be somewhat of a, a boat race, as we've like to uh, say here on the podcast today. I'll say, um, I'll say uh, Saints... I feel like I feel like the offense is going to slow down a little bit. I'm going to say Saints 27, uh, Niners 17. Ooh. You know, maybe maybe that's that last touchdown for the Niners comes late, make it look like it's a little bit closer than it really was. And uh, I'm going to keep picking Deontay Harris until he breaks one off for a, a touchdown right. on a return. Andrew, who you who you yeah. got? Yeah, I, I got bad news for you guys. We're we're uh, we're going to be big egos. Uh, we're feeling good about the Saints feeling indestructible after that big win and the defense is going to revert back to the norm uh they're going to oh play God. an inferior opponent nick mullins they're going to think Lattimore's going to be thinking i got this in the bag how saintsy would that be seriously Lattimore gets beat for a deep be touchdown north jenkins with a horrible pass interference uh the saints do win but it's it's gonna be awful, and it's gonna <laughs> we're gonna it's it's gonna be back to you can't win a Super Bowl playing like this. Uh, it, it'll be 31-27 Saints, and uh, I'm I'm gonna go with uh, Jared Cook. He's gonna after having a bad week when He's everyone else back. is playing well, it's gonna be like Bizarro where everyone plays terrible and Jared Cook saves them. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go the middle ground between Dave. And Andrew, it's not going to be a boat race, kind of like Dave says, where it's comfortable. And it's not going to be a nail-biter like Andrew. It's going to be kind of like the Detroit game, where San Francisco is going to jump out like 10 to nothing or 13 to 3. And the oh, Saints, that's coming, yeah. And, and the Saints are just going to ease back into it and get ahead. And it'll end up 24 to 13, and we'll be like, eh, it was a bad half. Nick Mullins hit a couple plays. You know, uh, it's fine. Um, and, of course, I have to pick my... They want to bring him to camp. He looks like a star of the day for the Saints. My star of the day, it's got to be Quan Alexander. Got to get the revenge yeah. against his old team, uh, right? Good call. So, so he's going to have a... playing the de- Dead Mario music? Yeah, I got I to gotta play this. <laughs> Quan Alexander's going to have a sack and a pick. And uh, it'll be the wrap. It'll be the wrap it up game pick with like five minutes to go. Um, so that's my prediction. And guys, the the uh, we had a ton of people so far in the chat room. Thanks for joining us. We got over over 190 playbacks. It says so. That's cool. Uh, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're almost to a thousand people. And once we get to a thousand subscribers, we can monetize the channel. And every dime we make off the YouTube channel will go to Hurricane Relief. Uh, for Louisiana. Louisiana has been hit hard by hurricanes in 2020. So we're not going to make a dime off of it. We just want to help out, and we can't do it until we get 1,000 subscribers. So tell your friends, tell your family, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and let us do some good for charity. Um, so that wraps it up. You should become a patron. We are the best podcast on earth. By the way, today, number two in Malta as this podcast is going on. That's what's happening. Push us to one. Come on, Malta. We can yeah. do this. We are the best Saints podcast on earth. We give you more content daily than anybody else. $10 a month. You should do it. A bunch of people signed up yesterday after the Bucks game because they were super excited and they know that we're the best. So you should do it too. So for Dave, for Andrew, for Kevin, who is MIA, MIA, I'm Ralph. Until next time, the bar is closed.
You're not gonna play the techno music? The crazy techno music? Yeah. <laughs>